episode 29 of the Perth Podcast. Wait a minute. <laughs> You're not Ian. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> hey everyone, it's me. I am joined today by a different co-host and guest for the episode as well, Taylor. Hello. How are you doing, Taylor? Double Dunter. Yes, I'm very well this fabulous Friday morning. How do we pronounce your surname? Is it Wagner? Wagner, yes. Wagner. There we go. I got there. Uh, so, welcome to the show. Thank you yeah. for having me. <laughs> so, we will be talking to, or we will be talking to each other. I will be talking to Taylor about Perth's Women. Is that yes, right? That is Perth's Women campaign fabulous. that she's uh, the founder of. Well, we will get to that, but first off, what have you been up to? Well, at the moment, I suppose I'm just, I have no idea what to say right now. No? <laughs> oh I put her right on the spot. She oh. thought she was coming in as a guest and now she's co-host. Oh my gosh, this is <laughs> difficult. It's not that bad. Okay. I can honestly say nothing. I had a visit to Nine Wells because my brother decided to take ill, but he's absolutely fine now. But if you're ever unsure about how you're feeling, get it checked out because he nearly didn't. There we go. There's my, my PSA for the, okay. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> What have I been up to? Well, uh, I've started Perth Women. Uh, I've been going mad in archives and online, specifically the British newspaper archive online. Really interesting, some really cool stuff I found out about Perth, making me see the city in a whole new way. And I've also been speaking a lot with local businesses about how we can work together and turn the high street into like a massive celebration of Perth's women. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen, seen that post where you were looking for businesses and yes. hopefully you got a lot of interest from yeah, that Yeah, we one. did. We got a bit of interest, um, but I think, you know, a lot of people, we're very early on, a lot of people probably haven't heard about us at mm. the moment, so I'm definitely going to have to do a lot of groundwork, <laughs> get out there like a little dung beetle and sort of roll everyone together. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's it, because you can't just sit and wait for people to come to you. Mm -mm. That will never, ever work. No. So and that's the problem with that sort of idea of cent centralization. Like, mm. I really want Perth women to eventually be a movement where people just decide, oh, yeah, actually, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, it's going to be a part of Perth's women because that's, I'm Perth women and we're Perth women. And it's not a, an idea of you have to come and speak to Taylor mm -hmm. in order to do anything under the banner of Perth women. Yeah. But we'll see. One day it'll get there, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into it then. Let's just, let's just dive right yeah, into it. So on. tell me about Perth's women. So Perth Women is a collective, a community, a gaggle of human <laughs> beings who want to see better representation of women and other gender identifying people that aren't men uh, in and around Perth. Uh, I think there's it all sort of came from a frustration at the, the hidden stories um, in Perth Museum. Um, that were there and that were amazing but just weren't being told mm -hmm. and combined with you know all the concrete statues of Sir Walter Scott and William Souter and fish and imaginary beasties <laughs> on Tay Street you know and absolutely these men I love Sir Walter Scott the fair maids you know St. Valentine's Day, you know, all these fantastic works of art, really. And William Souter, again, fantastic poet, gorgeous. You know, I am obsessed with his works. But there are more than just William Souter and Walter Scott to this fair city. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, to be fair, they're about the only ones I've heard of. Um, William Souter, I did a show at Youth Theatre mm -hmm. about William Souter, and that was through the, the passion of A.J. Close. 
um, who wrote the book on yeah the oh, Keegan Glass yes. um, wrote the play as well. So and it was her passion that brought the play to life. But it's a celebration of a man's work, you know. Mm. So totally. But yeah, yeah. And um, I think if you said to people, like, name a famous Perth historical figure that's a female, mm-hmm. a lot of people would probably say the Fair Maid. You know? Yeah, and that's, I suppose that's problematic in itself, you know, although a lot of people have said to me, you know, why do you want a statue of a woman? There is one, um, but she is fictional. Mm-hmm. Catherine Glover, the fair maid, she was fictionally written by Sir Walter Scott, you know, about in his book. Is it St. Valentine's Day? That might be wrong. Um, I'm pretty uncultured. So. <laughs> that's okay. I haven't, I haven't read it, you know. I'm not, I'm not that up to date on it. Um, but yeah, like that whole thing was about her in the middle of like a clan battle i'm pretty sure right um again i've only read the synopsis on wikipedia (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i couldn't name a single historical female figure from Paris. i know and that's such a shame because i think um i was doing a traineeship at perth museum and art gallery which was absolutely fantastic um and there's you know, the organization Culture Perth and Kinross is mainly run by women, incredible women who are fantastic at what they do. Um, and I was working in the collections downstairs, you know, in amongst half a million objects um, that tell the story of Perth. And, you know, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite a, oh, what's the word? It's a very, uh, it's a very unique place to be. Um, because you never know when you open a box what you're going to find. <laughs> um, sometimes it's a surprise, you know, sometimes you're like, wow. Uh, <laughs> I never knew that that was even associated with Perth, you know, like in the, um, in the stone mason, in the stone mason, in the stone store, I suppose is what you'd call it. Um, you know, there's like massive blocks of stone with uh, Roman engravings on them and like, you know, you're standing right next to it and, you know, all that separates you is a couple of centimetres, but actually there's like 2,500 years of separation mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So being downstairs in the museum is really inspirational, really unique. Um, and I was really interested in the fact that upstairs in the gallery, we only had one story of that directly pointed to a woman and that was um, Mr. Gina Ballantyne and her big massive salmon the biggest salmon ever caught on the tay 64 pounds i believe <laughs> so big ass salmon <laughs> um and it really upset me that that was all that we had to point to to womanhood in perth um so i started doing some digging downstairs and on the archives digitally and um, trying to find some things and I found that there was actually a really thriving suffrage movement in Perth, you know, no, okay. like there was, well, I mean, there, that's the really positive side of it. You know, we had a lot of speakers, a lot of really famous suffragists like um, Arabella Scott um, and some of the Pankhurst sisters as well, as well as some Dundonian suffragettes whose names completely <laughs> escaped me. And I'm so sorry, but the movement, the suffrage movement in Perth was absolutely phenomenal. There was a lot of things going on. And that was mainly off the back of the fact that Her Majesty's prison in Perth was the one that was doing a lot of the force feeding. Right, a lot okay. of that really brutal when when the suffragettes were um, going on hung- hunger strike in order to get women the vote. Um, a doctor was brought in, Dr. Watson, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate, for him, unfortunate for the future, I suppose. He was uh, stationed at Perth and he was force feeding a lot of the suffragettes. Mm. And so 
I think it was 3,000 women is what I read in the archive, um, gathered in Perth and they marched up to the prison. They rented out the block of flats across from the prison and they hung banners outside of it um, so they could shout across to the women that were in the prison. And they stayed outside of the prison singing uh, the Robbie Burns song, Oh, that'll annoy me because I've forgotten that as well. But they stood outside the prison singing these Robbie Burns songs Mm -hmm. for days and days on end. And I just think I've driven past that prison and that block of flats and I've gone to the shows on that street and I've witnessed bonfire night on that street, but not once in my life as a young woman, you know, born and bred here in Perth, did I ever know that that actually happened. Until you went and found out for yourself. For myself, yeah. yeah. And that is some, that sounds like a great thing to shout about. Absolutely, well. I think so. Um, <laughs> I think it's deserving of a statue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got the, you have got the darkness that Perth might want to not shout about with the, what happened in the prison, like you say. But at the same time, you've got the light and the, the positive stories that came from that and the in some cases, they probably helped those women get through those ordeals just by being able to hear they had support on the outside as well in connection to the real world. Totally. Or not the real world, but the outside world. No, totally. And I love the idea that, like, in that block of flats, you know, there was just these normal wifeys and lasses, like, mm-hmm. that we'd, you know, could be some of our ancestors, you know, like, they were just hanging out thinking, well, I'm going to show this prison a piece of my mind. <laughs> and I think that totally speaks to, like, the women certainly that I grew up with were like no taking anything for anyone you know they were really strong women and I think that's a very I mean I suppose it's a very Scottish thing but I think it's a really Perth thing like women really run the areas you know like and in my experience growing up you know I grew up um around well I went to Goodleyburn Primary School so I grew up around that area um, and a lot of my friends and um, very close family member lived in Grampian Court. And that's where we, well, that's where I would run around, you know, as right, a kid. Yeah. And it was like the women were on the balconies, the mums were out on the streets, you know, they were shouting everyone in for dinner or giving folk a row for bullying some of these kids. You know, it was always <laughs> the women that had it down. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's all I ever knew was awesome women. Yeah. So I always make these connections with the past. And the, like my experience of women and be like, yeah, that would have been my auntie and my mum. They would have been at the prison, like shouting at prison officers. <laughs> <laughs> and they were kind of your, almost like your inspiration for what's going, what you're doing now with Perth's women. Um, was that kind of being raised by strong, independent women as well, yeah, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was born, uh, born, born to a mother. <laughs> <laughs> course it was was, (laughs) oh no I was raised by a single mother Mm. um like you know I think and like I think there's a lot of single parent families not just single mothers single fathers um I was raised by a single mother and raised around you know she was in her mid-20s when she had me she still had a lot of living to do she still Mm. does have a lot of Mm -hmm. living to do (laughs) and she just actually I have to say this um she just walked all of the Monroes on the Isle of Skye so for her 50th birthday wow. so she's pretty cool yeah that's <laughs> she's cooler than me well done <laughs> um she um yeah raised by a single mother in her mid-20s you know and she was very much she still had all her pals so i was raised you know also by all of her friends around her um which is a very unique experience you know a bunch of women that are also all from perth <laughs> so you kind of touched on it earlier but what is what is the hope for perth's women um what you you've got this community idea but 
How would you measure success, I suppose, would be the question on that one. I love that question because I measure success by failure. Right. I believe that fail to fail is successful. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't think it's going to be an easy ride, but my ultimate goal would to be the dream <laughs> is for Perth to become the capital of um, female representation. Right. So we would mm -hmm. have the most statues, the most um, plaques, you know, that's the dream. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that will fail. So, you know, but if, you know, whatever we get on the way will be a successful failure. Mm -hmm. I really want Perth women to be a movement for absolutely anyone. I don't believe that gender equality um, comes from exclusionary tactics. Um, you know, I, I think I really want Perth women to be encompassing of women, men, female identifying people, folk, you know, whoever you are, if you have a passion for gender equality, we can only get there together. Mm -hmm. Um, so the aim, sorry, I really do babble, don't I? I'm no, so I love sorry. it. <laughs> it <laughs> um, saves me talking. <laughs> um, really just to make a lot of noise. To make a lot of noise, to make people a bit uncomfortable, I'm really up for. <laughs> <laughs> I also would really like to to redefine how we're approaching um, the representation of women. So, you know, I absolutely am open to whatever the end of this project is not being a statue. I think the community need to decide whether or not that's what's right for them, that's what they want. Because, you know, I don't know, do we really want a big block of concrete somewhere on the high street? I don't, like, I don't think that a lot of people want that. Um, maybe it is like plaques. Maybe it's like 50 plaques everywhere that recognize different women. Um, but it's not for me to decide. Mm -hmm. It's definitely all about the community. And hopefully something really positive will come of it and young women in the future will be able to point to to the women that came before them, really, hopefully. Yeah. No, and th that's it. I guess the, the other side of that is, do you just want the sort of recognition pieces like the statues and the plaques, or do you want the education piece to become mm -hmm. almost part, like an intrinsic part of the local community, the local culture? Because um, for me, I would probably sacrifice the statues for the education, mm. if that makes sense. I'd rather teach my girls about these famous or these significant historical figures mm -hmm. then just say oh that's her you know <laughs> the fair maid. that's what we all do we just yeah. point at the fair maid and, and, she's, that's fair maid. and when you're out on a saturday night she's a bit of a, a laugh but you know a, a bit of company, <laughs> she is. She is a company. <laughs> no yeah and i again like i say i think the conversation needs to be open to the community and i think that it's a real possibility that what i've presented might not be what people want mm. um I think I just, it's about something shocking sometimes, isn't it? Like, oh my gosh, this young woman wants to put a statue in the middle of Perth. How dare she? Um, but uh, no, yeah. So uh, answer to your question about education, though, absolutely. So Perth's women will be working with the museum um, in order to reinterpret a selection of objects in the museum that are to do with women's history. So, for example, we have... Um, the women's suffrage banner which is obviously amazing big massive I think it's like four meters by two meters so mm. it's huge <laughs> uh, that also might be wrong sorry museum <laughs> if I'm getting that wrong um, so these objects that are kind of sitting in the store not being looked at um, and when 
museums, these educational establishments, organizations are putting things on show, the interpretation, you know, will usually be a very small amount of information mm -hmm. and women's suffrage banner with like the year, you know, all that informative stuff. Um, but I think with representation of lived experience and lived stories, we need to bring the community in to actually interpret those objects. So um, myself and the fantastic Robin Patel, a communities officer at Perth Museum and Art Gallery, um, have sort of come up with the basis of a plan to have a sort of doors open where people will be invited to come and to reinterpret the objects, to see objects that they wouldn't usually, to tell their own stories um, about how they how they feel, how the object makes them feel, what they think should be done with it, mm -hmm. um, and then collecting these in sort of audio, video format possibly, and they become an extension of the object. So mm -hmm. when the object goes on show in the future, it's not just a banner and a small interpretation next to it, it's a banner and the community's interpretation of it. Yeah. So in terms of education, like absolutely, that's something I really want to do and I want to embed it into the into the organ the cultural organizations that we already have available to us um so yeah hopefully press women will do that uh we'll see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and part of that you're looking for help from local businesses as well at the moment aren't you so yes. tell me about that absolutely so like i say we just want to fill the the streets with recognition of women's history so part of that is recognizing the women that we have right here on our doorstep presently who are doing awesome things so mm -hmm. there's a lot of female-led business in perth and um, mm -hmm. precious sparkle yep. more coffee evolution a lot of female-led and i'm definitely not even scratching the surface on that <laughs> one um a lot of female-led business in perth and we would really love to work with them to use the spaces that they already have to promote themselves as female-led businesses, women-led businesses, independent businesses, but also to embed that the women that came before them into their into their practice, into their shop. Um, so we are proposing that any business that would like to give up a part a part of their window space would allow us to come and to write a short story onto their window. Mm -hmm. So it's again part of that education mm -hmm. about these women. So you know walking down the high street doesn't just become oh i need to get a pair of pants from primark it also becomes wow jean valentine like helped solve the enigma code and catherine uh, murray was the first scottish female mp to sit in westminster and you know it's all of these women and we are all walking together and you know they just become a part of our everyday life mm -hmm. What I love is the fact you're bringing out lots of different examples. You're not just going back to the same ones, you're bringing out lots of different... That, that just Again, you're scratching the surface, but it just shows what's out there and how rich yeah. that history is. Totally. And I should say that um, I have learned a lot from other people, um, some that I've only had really brief conversations with on Twitter, but like Ken Bruce, the historian in Perth, is absolutely phenomenal. He's done a lot of work on digging out these stories. And... I should say not just the good stories, you know. <laughs> there are there are great women, but there are some there are some baddies. There are some <laughs> bad women in this history, which are you know are just as interesting. And I think if we're to move forward with, um, you know, not covering up terrible things from our past, 
we need to expose these bad women as well, mm-hmm. you know. So basically, there was a woman in Perth who was actually a Nazi spy. Oh, no, okay. Um, and she operated from Craigie for a bit, and then she opened a shop in Dundee. But yeah, so, you know, like these women who, you know, we've got the amazing women who, you know, were the first female uh, marine engineer, Victoria Drummond. Um, but we've also got these other women who have actually done quite atrocious things yeah. that we shouldn't be forgetting about either. No, and that's it. And that's that's almost as interesting. You find, you know, people are drawn to dark stories. Mm. People like murder podcasts are so popular, mm. you know, crime documentaries. I love a crime documentary. Exactly, you know. So people, people are drawn to that as well. So, yeah, you're right. As long as you're pointing it at the right audiences, because you don't want to traumatise, you know, children walking no, down the course. street. Yeah. But it is something that needs to be discussed as well. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, Perth is, I mean, even just walking around the house, um, like around the Venals, like, you know, you've got Flesher's Venal. Mm. It's like very... Like you can really feel how disgusting that is, Flesher's <laughs> Venal. You know what happened there. Like it's just uh, Perth is just such an interesting place. Mm-hmm. Like there is so much has happened in these Venals and these streets that we are just completely unaware of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've grown up. You know, I've not exactly grown up with my eyes closed, but at the same time, I'm learning. You know, I mean, I'm becoming aware of a lot more than I did when you walked in the door. So it's incredible. No, it's, it's really good. So one of the ways you're thinking of getting in touch with people is going to be regular newsletter, I believe. Yes, monthly newsletter. I know that's so old fashioned, but it's a really good way um, for people for not only um, putting information in, but for other people to tell their stories as mm-hmm. well. Um, so the newsletter we are hoping will launch at the end of this month. So get in quick so you can get the first one. <laughs> um, the first one hopefully coming at the end of this month. And we have a small team of three women who are absolutely incredible. Some of them running businesses, others still at university and writing their dissertations and very lovingly giving us a piece of their research for this newsletter. So really interesting topics in the newsletter, as well as opportunities to attend focus groups. Mm -hmm. So if you do want to be directly involved with Perth's Women, um, you know, writing the newsletter, coming along to these focus groups, um, please do reach out, um, sign up for that newsletter, send me a message. I am addicted to instagram <laughs> so i'll definitely reply to you i promise um so yeah newsletter 100 percent is the way to know what's going on with the campaign and um getting these sort of more intimate and informal invitations to events um yeah yeah no that sounds really good um, and where can people get you? Will it be just Instagram and social media or is there Ooh. a website as well? Oh, a website. Well, if somebody wants to build one for free. Oh. <laughs> no, not free, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we don't have a website at the moment. I am not that skilled, uh, unfortunately. But if there's a fantastic female web d- designer out there who wants to, to come along for the ride, I have no money, but I promise I'm decent crack and I make an all right cup of tea as well. There's your sales pitch. Yeah, it is. But, you know, honestly, if people feel like, yeah, so social media is the main um, place that we're at at the moment with um, the, we're looking forward to being physically in spaces like at the museum Mm -hmm. and in coffee shops that wish to host us. Physical spaces is quite good actually because it's almost a bit old school you know everyone's so quick to just sit behind their chair and sit behind their desk and their monitor and do everything online and try and just achieve everything online but you don't get that 
interactive piece, you don't get that networking piece the same way as you know you do face to face, and Absolutely. you're not going to pass on that knowledge in the same way if you're just passively leaving it out there for people to get to yeah passively is absolutely the right word like we're we're taking in so much on a daily basis from scrolling but we're not actually engaging with you know Mm -hmm. engagement likes comments but we're not engaging with something we're not putting our actual being into a space absolutely Mm -hmm. i agree and that's another thing that we're so we're hoping to start hosting some focus groups where we invite 15 women to come and chat with us and we can basically collect data but have conversations about what it is that people actually want. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, because I'm very conscious of this not being a sort of one woman-led show, it really does need to be the voice of every woman Mm -hmm. um, that wishes her voice to be heard. (laughs) That is something you might be discovering already that Perth is actually good for, though, is once these communities, like these people who are interested in these community ideas, find each other, mm. the bonds are quite strong and they will support each other. And there is, like you say, there's a lot of independent businesses out there and they're great for sharing things and that. So hopefully it really does take off the way you... Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, just be a one-woman show. Well, there you go, exactly. You'll see me on the, uh, on the plaza outside the horse cross with some uh, <laughs> symbols clapping together. <laughs> Nice. That's been brilliant, Taylor. Is there anything else you want to... I don't think so. Um, No, I've had a really nice time chatting with you. (laughs) I'm actually a little bit starstruck to be here because I am a big fan of my (laughs) podcast. So I was like, oh, what's it going to look like? And now I know. I'm glad Ian's not here for you. Oh, I know the true star. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we've not done it for a while, but it's something we should do. If you were approached by a tourist... And they said to you, what's the one thing, I'm only in Perth for a short time, what's the one thing I have to do in Perth? What would you say to them? You must go to the Willowgate Activity Centre and take a kayak down the Tay and see the city by by Tay. See the city by Tay, that's it, 100%. Yes. (laughs) Brilliant. No, I think that's the first time I've heard that answer. That is 100. I did it. Early, just as the lockdowns were coming up and you know we were all kind of like oh, desperate to do anything right mm-hmm. now and I was like yeah let's go do that never done that it was I have never seen Perth that way before it really does change your perspective of moving from the sort of rural just right there mm-hmm. like you know not even five miles away it feels so rural and then you come up the river and there's this grand city with our big council buildings and things and our gorgeous Smeaton's Bridge yeah. you know yeah. so yeah 100% that's it it's funny because people can't like get over it and that, that's the wrong expression but when you see it you're always just like oh I love it I know you know when you come in on the train from Dundee I, that view oh absolutely it's like oh, picture yeah <laughs> it's not so bad after all <laughs> um, Ian gets some he's got some great shots he got a drone so he's got some great shots of that area and it is the, whatever angle you see it at, you're just like, yeah, yeah, that's so nice. What about you? What would you tell a tourist? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> just dump on me. Reverse no card. <laughs> uh, so I like walking. So one of the answers we've had before is Canoe Hill and I'm always like, yeah, yeah, 100% go for a walk yeah. in Canoe Hill. Um, other than that, I would say I love the theatre. So, but that always depends on what's on at theatre. Because I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say to uh, like a kid, go watch this horror that's on at the (laughs) theatre. But I think, yeah, like seeing the theatre 
Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with go to go to the support that. There's always good something or horse cross in general. And I know it's probably biased because we're always at horse cross doing <laughs> episodes, but I do love it there. And so I'm gonna go with that after being put on the spot like yeah, that. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna drive I'm gonna drive home and be like, Oh I should have said, said that one. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll correct my answer next episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Taylor, it's been fantastic. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so um, much for having me. And thanks everyone for listening listening so if you've liked what you heard and you want to get involved just find taylor or perth's women on Please. social media Please. yep <laughs> and go and help her and male or female anybody you know all support welcome absolutely 100 <laughs> you you won't be left on the sidelines we really do want every voice if you are from perth or if you've made your life here you're absolutely welcome into the movement and speaking of all support welcome if you've liked what you've heard and you want to support the podcast just like, subscribe, tell your friends, the usual. Uh, and maybe Ian will be back next week and you'll be glad that it's not just me. <laughs> Taylor, thanks again for coming along. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap.